Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. MyPillow.com promo code WARROOM up to 90% off in this massive inventory sale. We want to make sure everybody gets uh, what they need for their Christmas and holiday shopping. So go there today, up to 90% off. Sales, buy one, get one free. You'll see it all. This is an inventory clearance. It's uh, it's a Uber Black Friday sale. It's going to go on through the weekend early next week. Up to 90% off. You can't give them a big big box. You can't go to Bed Bath & Beyond. You can't go to Walmart. You can't see him on home shopping. You know why? He's been taken off everywhere as he fought for election integrity and to have your back and President Trump's back. MyPillow.com, promo code WARM, up to 90% off. Get on top of this this weekend. Have a little free time. When you're watching a football game or out and about, check this out. MyPillow.com, promo code WARM. Hey, Constant Green, I got a lot to get to you because, as you know, you're ver- you're very busy. Um uh, and I mean, very busy putting things up in people's grill to stay. The lead story in the Daily Mail and Politico is that the NATO allies and certain elements in the EU are not all the NATO countries, but certain senior individuals are accusing the United States and its support of Ukraine and all the money we're putting in there, that there's war profiteering and we're worried about the defense industry, the recriminations. And we've we've said this from day one, the Biden illegal illegitimate Biden regime has been pushing this. It was going to end in tears. What you did, I think, 10 days ago is going to make it end in tears a lot quicker. Tell us about it, ma'am. Yeah, and that that is that is actually amusing to hear them accuse the United States of war profiteering because that's what we've been saying all along, and that's why I voted no to every single penny to Ukraine. And Congress should have never done it in the first place, and we shouldn't be funding a war, a proxy war with Russia, in the first place, we need to secure our own southern border. But yes, I'm I'm happy to talk about it. I introduced a privilege house resolution uh, before I left Washington for Thanksgiving uh, just the week before, and it gives the President of the United States, the Department of Defense, um, it gives them 14 business days to produce every single receipt about funding that has gone to Ukraine. I'm demanding all of it, and it's basically an audit. I'm demanding an audit of all the U.S. tax dollars to Ukraine because the American people deserve to know. And we want to know, is is aid to Ukraine uh, funding this FTX cryptocurrency fund that, that Darren Beatty was just talking about that seems to be a big, a big slush fund for the Democrat Party and their candidates, you know, like Katie Hobbs, and that produced, I mean, I'm calling it straight out election fraud in Arizona. Uh, I can't see how Kerry Lake didn't win. They, they have serious election problems in that state along with many other states. But no, we we do need to investigate this. And here's the good news. If I don't hear back uh, from the president, if I don't hear back from the Department of Defense, because it's a privileged House resolution, I can force it to the floor for a vote. And that can happen on December 15th. And I'm looking forward to doing it. And if Nancy Pelosi doesn't allow Congress to vote on it and they table it down, well, then that sends a great big message to every single American taxpayer that you don't get to deserve to find out where the money goes to Ukraine. And that shows that they have a lot to hide. And so I think this Ukraine issue is something that the Republican-controlled Congress has to investigate. We demand an audit. We want to know where the money is going in Ukraine, and we deserve to know where the money is going in Ukraine because our our border is under invasion every single day, and 300 Americans are dying from fentanyl poisoning, and, and more are dying from other drugs coming across the border. We don't know who's coming in our country, but millions of people are trying to come in our country from 
from from countries all over the world. And so if the Biden administration and others in Congress want to care about borders, they need to learn to care about the United States borders. And if they care about the American people, then they deserve the American people deserve transparency. And the Biden administration better answer our audit and show the show the American people where their money is going while he's serving Zelensky, because President Biden treats Ukraine like it's the 51st state in the United States. And they treat Zelensky as if he's their president. And I'm sick and tired of it. And so is everyone else. So we have to dig to the bottom of this. And the American people deserve to know where their money's going. Is there going to be any, any change? Look, they're trying to jam another, what, 37 or $40 billion just in the lame duck. That didn't even kick off what they're trying to do, I think, in the new in the new uh, appropriations package. This thing is met, and they got all these pockets all around, so it's tough to even understand how much money's gone over there. What, what, what are the Republicans and what are you personally going to do about that? But they're still besides the audit of what they've done. They're trying to jam in another thirty seven billion dollars in the next couple of weeks. Are they not? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They are. The lame duck session is the most dangerous time because, you know, we may have taken taken control with the majority, but that doesn't happen until January. So Nancy Pelosi still controls Congress. So we have the we have the CR coming. We have we have many things that they can ram right through the House like they have been doing and then push it through the Senate if Mitch McConnell goes along with it. So we have to get loud and we have to start standing up and saying we have to stop these things and we have to vote no. Every single Republican member needs to vote no. And then we need to put pressure on Mitch McConnell do, in the do, Senate do, because it's do, outrageous. Do, 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 do you think Kevin McCarthy and the team today has got you guys? I mean, you're back on what, Sunday or Monday? This thing's starting and it's four weeks of little, literally an orgy of spending, debt ceiling increases, federal takeover of elections. Uh, they want amnesty for 11 million people. It's the it's the omnibus bill that's two train of unfunded discretionary spending. They got the defense authorization, got all the woke stuff you've been fighting. I mean, these are monumental structural things they're trying to do that you're not going to be able to unwind. Are, are, are you convinced the Republican leadership is on top of this to go full bore and hit it with a flamethrower? I think I think everyone's trying everything we can. But, Steve, let's again talk about political reality. Nancy Pelosi controls the House of Representatives. We can yell as loud as we want to and and fight as hard as we can, but she can pass the bills through because she has the majority. It's the Senate where we've got to put pressure. That is where we have to start talking because that changes in January. And so it's it is it's a horrible situation. And that's why I'm warning everyone. Are we really going to start on January 3rd blowing apart our conference and not having a speaker chosen and not voting for the speaker that has almost all the votes and is willing to fight these things. Is that what we're really going to do? Because if we do that, we're showing the American people, the Republicans don't have their act together and, and aren't capable of leading the country starting in January. And that's why I'm urging everyone go talk to him. If you're not willing to vote for him, get in his office, explain why, ask him questions, get it in writing if you need to, but work it out. Let's work it out. Let's put everything public that's going to be done. And let's get to work in January. You know, I, I get so sick and tired of this garbage, Steve. It's absolutely ridiculous. The whole reason I ran for Congress is because I want to accomplish things for the American people. I don't want to get into the arguments about who you like, who you don't like. We all have a job to do, and we owe it to the American people. And so the only mission I'm on is get together and figure out how to get the job done and make it public to the American people and make, make our voters happy. 
make our make our base happy and do the job that we're telling them to do. And that's what I'm going to focus on. And I'll be working with my colleagues um, and continuing to push for that. Congressman Green, explain to us you had a, a Twitter uh, thread the other day it was fascinating. I think it was 20 some tweets long. What was it and why did you feel compelled over Thanksgiving to put this up? Well, the reason why I did that is I was really enjoying Thanksgiving and, and you know, not spending a lot of time on Twitter. But when I did look in there, everything I kept seeing was all this criticism of President Trump and it's building and building and building. And I thought, this is this is ridiculous. They're they're lying about him. You know, I've spent a lot of time with President Trump, especially this election cycle. I've been to I can't even count how many rallies I've been to supporting uh, Trump's endorsed candidates and other candidates that I endorsed too through my SAS pack and trying to get them elected. And people are lying about him. Uh, the, the very idea that he could have pardoned all the January 6th defendants before he left White House, the White House on January 20th was is impossible because the high majority of those people weren't even arrested until after he left office. And he didn't even know them. He had no idea who they are. He doesn't know who they are still. He he had nothing to do with what they did on January 6th. Um, so it would have been impossible for him to magically know how to find these people and pardon them. And I wanted to explain that to people because that criticism is absurd. And presidential pardons are very serious. Um, so what I'm trying to do with that thread, Steve, is reel in the criticism. He has said publicly over and over that once he's elected president in 2024, he will pardon the January 6th defendants. That is what he said, and that's when he'll be capable of doing it. He couldn't have done it on the front end because most of them weren't arrested and charged by the Department of Justice. And there was no way for him to see into the future and see how horribly they are being treated now. But he cares very much about it. As a matter of fact, after I went in the jail we talked extensively on the phone, and I told him everything I saw in the D.C. jail, sent him my report, unusually cruel, that um, Congressman Louis Gohmert's staff and, and my staff and, and the two of us put together and published on my website. It's on green.house.gov. Green has an E on the end, green.house.gov, unusually cruel. President Trump um, and Melania both were just sick over what they learned. And he said over and over that he will um, he will pardon the January 6th defendants. And he's met with the folks over at the Patriot Freedom Fund. And my understanding is he's he's either already or going to be helping them financially uh, with, you know, with these people's legal bills because they are being persecuted by Biden's Justice Department. This is real political persecution and it shouldn't be happening in America and so the criticism on President Trump is ridiculous. I mean, people have no idea. They, they sit back and they sit there on their computer or they sit there on their podcast or they sit there on some blog and just criticize and criticize and criticize about things they know nothing about. They have no idea about any of it, but they just want to launch criticism at President Trump. And I just get tired of it and I have no problem addressing it. And that's what I did in that in that tweet thread. Congressman Green, how do people get to you on social media and at your website? I am on all social media platforms. Um, you can find me, all, all the verified accounts. Just look up my name, Marjorie Taylor Green. Um, I'm back on Twitter at MT Green E, two E's on the end. 
and Rep MTG. I'm on Getter, True Social, all of them. Have a great weekend. Thank you, ma'am. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA Media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warren, here's your host, Stephen K. Bass. Saturday, 26 November, Year of Our Lord 2022. You're live. You're in the war room uh, where we're only breaking the biggest of stories today. Uh, Congressman MTG is on deck. She'll be on in just a moment. I've got to finish with Darren Beatty. Darren, you've got uh, – so you got this cryptocurrency that is supposed to be the most stable of them all because it's supposed to be backed, I guess, coin for coin by a Federal Reserve note, by a U.S. dollar. Yet it's never been uh, audited. It's the it's the official cryptocurrency of the rebels in Burma, backed by the Central Intelligence Agency. It's for the Sunnis, all these different groups around the world in these cartels. It's the official crypto of those that leads you to believe with your investigative hat on to what conclusion, sir? Well, you know, one thing that I've discovered through the recent years of sort of following all of the machinations of the government and its proxies is they actually don't reinvent their playbook much at all. And the, the, the usefulness of that knowledge is that if there's an historical precedent for something and that something still has a function, chances are whatever that is still exists in a slightly modified form. And there was this bank set up in the 70s and 80s called BCCI, which was this big scam bank. They scammed their depositors. They did all kinds of business dealings with the shady figures like arms dealers, drug traffickers, and so forth. And it ultimately blew up like, like any scam like that does, but it took a long time. And it was weird that it took so long. And it turns out there's a reason for that. And that is that it was one of the principal vehicles through which the CIA laundered money in the Iran-Contra affair and, and other kind of similar operations where they need to funnel money and support to U.S.-backed groups with plausible yeah. deniability. And the bank was probably set up for that purpose. But if it wasn't set up for that purpose, that became its primary purpose and why the scam was allowed to continue. And in my view... I think the BCCI is the perfect model from which to understand not only Tether, but also FTX and probably yeah. a wide variety of other crypto institutions. This is the digital version of the BCCI yeah. apparatus. That, that's The BCCI was allowed to hang around for so long and do this because it was a bank the CIA was using to do all types of nefarious activities outside the reach of Congress, outside the reach of the appropriations process. And when it collapsed, it collapsed hard. In addition, exactly. this is what this is what doesn't make sense. I, I got to get to MTG. So we're going to get you back Monday and over the weekend. The FT, this, S, S, this guy, uh, SBF, 
with FTX, the, the, the crypto and the hedge fund and the fund of money into Ukraine. Natalie Winters is on this breaking news. Somehow Katie Hobbs and Maricopa County are part of the pack. They're getting money from these guys. This guy's laundering money to everything. And now you see he's going to be laundering money to, to, to defeat the Kerry Lakes of the world. The, uh, this thinks to high heaven. And here's why. The Wall Street Journal, and, and Steve Cortez put this up the other day, was I think on Friday's paper. The Wall Street Journal has this big, the framing of the story on, uh, on uh, Bank Freeman, SBF, is that, oh, his plan to save the world has collapsed with his bank. They're framing it, this guy's some sort of savior, this guy's some sort of great guy that just maybe made a mistake. He was too ambitious, spent too much time saving the world, and, you know, a couple of bad things. His accountants weren't on top of things. This is the Wall Street Journal. Once you see the journal in here, you know that something's up, right? They're framing it. They don't want anybody to touch this, uh, BD. They don't want anybody to look under the hood on this thing because they understand it stinks to high. They, they understand this has got Uniparty written all over it. Otherwise... Right. If this, if they've been funneling money to MAGA, trust me, and I, this is not whataboutism. This is about they would have every story to been nonstop. CNN's coverage would have been all over this, right? They'd be, they have cameras, they'd have helicopters over the guy's place in the Bahamas. That's not happening. He's coming to speak. I think he's coming or going to be he'll either be skyped in or he's going to speak at the New York Times Deal Book. They're still going to let him speak next to oh, the, the and, Rogues and Gallery and they've got. A minor detail I left out, Alameda, which was the hedge fund run by the FTX scammer, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, Alameda was one of the two principal backers of Tether. Interesting. One of the two biggest backers of Tether was Alameda, the hedge fund run by Sam Bankman-Fried, and he was stealing funds from FTX from to support. We're going to have, by the way, this is what Congress ought to be doing when they come back, a full investigation and audit of Tether. Why Why is the Treasury Department never made up? And is this actually another intelligence front doing things off the books that our political uh, leaders don't know about? That's the problem. This is a problem we had in the 60s and 70s. This is why you had the church. Darren Beatty and I have called for a church commission now for two years because somehow you got to get control of the FBI. you got to get control of the CIA. It's out of control. It's out of control. And, you know, just to close yes. on a darkly ironic and also comical note, you know, there's a lot of idealism in the crypto uh, community that the cryptocurrency is sort of some alternative to the government and so forth. And for those idealistic reasons, a lot of people have been want to uh, kind of turned a blind eye to very obvious and glaring questions pertaining to Tether, because if Tether is a scam, then crypto really is in big trouble. But I find it so amusing that it could be that the one thing saving Tether and therefore saving cryptocurrency is the fact that government corruption itself is sustains it, and that and that Tether is so important to certain types of government yeah. corruption the scam will be allowed to continue and be Look, protected. I, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in crypto. I'm a big believer in crypto because it can be an alternative payment because of what the government's doing right now and, and the debanking process that they're going through to debank MAGA. I'm a big believer in crypto as a potential alternative store of value, right? Potential, but definitely as an alternative currency because what you haven't, these guys are trying to shut it down. We're going to get you back on Monday because this story is exploding. I got to tell you, it's tied to Ukraine. It's going to be tied to Zelensky. It's tied to money laundering over there. It's going to be tied to all of this. All, all the devils are going to come forward. Uh, Darren, how do people get to you over the weekend before you get you back here Monday? 
revolver.news. This piece is a must read because as big as it is, it's a tee up for the follow up. And yep. we're, we have some explosive things to say about the Republicans who've been taking money from FTX. So stay tuned. Um, revolver.news. I'm on Twitter at Darren J. Beatty, and we're at Gitter at Revolver News. Okay. Uh, do we have MTG? Thank you, Darren. Uh, by the way, we're, uh, Natalie Winters is all over the situation about Maricopa, executives of Maricopa County, and I think Katie Hobbs may be involved in this entire scandal with FTX. Uh, Congressman Green, first, you had a Twitter thread the other day that I want to make sure to read, but first and foremost, uh, we had Congressman Good on the other day, who obviously is a, a dear colleague of yours and spoke very highly of you. We've had others on, Ralph Norman, people who are your allies, your friends, your fighters that are in the mm-hmm. trenches with you every day. And they say, but man, we love her. She's the fire breather of all fire breathers. But we don't agree with her on this Kevin McCarthy thing. Can you give us an update of your current thinking, ma'am? Oh, yeah, I can. I'm glad to give you an update, Steve. Uh, here's the real situation. Um, my great friends in the Freedom Caucus that have posed this challenge to Kevin McCarthy being speaker um, have opened a door, unfortunately, to many other groups in Congress. It's not just the Freedom Caucus. There's there's the Tuesday group. There's many moderates in Congress. And so any group that reaches 218 votes can choose the speaker. And there was an, an, an article actually out in the Hill yesterday where moderates, um, from the Democrats to, and the Republicans are starting to talk to each other. And they're saying, you know, we don't want Kevin McCarthy because he aligned himself with Trump. They're saying we don't want Kevin McCarthy because he's willing to do a whole list of things that the conservatives on the far right want done. So now they're starting to talk to each other about choosing their own speaker. They threw some name, names out again. Liz Cheney, Paul Ryan was even mentioned, which I would be I think every conservative American in the country would lose their mind if Paul Ryan became Speaker of the House again because he was so horrible. Um, and, and unfortunately, Paul Ryan became Speaker from the last Freedom Caucus challenge when they removed Boehner. Now, I'm no fan of Boehner. I'm glad he was gone. But Paul Ryan was the unfortunate um, uh, outcome of that last Speaker challenge. So, you know, I love my friends. I talk to them about this all the time. I was messaging with them yesterday about it. Uh, but here's the situation. The, the Freedom Caucus, aren't the, they're, they're a very small group. It's a very small group we have. The, the, the group that's uh, challenging Kevin McCarthy is very, very small. The, the real danger is a much bigger group of the Uniparty, the moderates of Republicans and Democrats. And do we want the Uniparty choosing the Speaker of the House? Absolutely not. I am so opposed to that that I am willing to be as vocal as possible and saying we have to do everything we can to stop that. Because if the Uniparty in Congress picks the Speaker of the House, well, you can say goodbye to all of these investigations. You can say goodbye to, to everything Darren Beatty was just talking about that needs to be investigated. You can say goodbye to investigating Hunter Biden's laptop because they will negotiate away the subpoena right to the Biden administration. You can say goodbye to getting rid of the 87,000 IRS army um, that Joe Biden passed. You can say goodbye to all of these things that Kevin McCarthy has already said publicly that he's willing to do just because people say never Kevin. You see, I I can't think like that, Steve. Um, To me, it's not about a person or a personality. It's not about, um, you know, whether I like someone or not. It's about putting someone in the place in the political reality we were in. And I live in the political reality. 
We have a very thin majority, very, very thin. We do not control the Senate. Republicans have no control in the Senate. And Mitch McConnell is the leader of the Republicans in the Senate, and he's horrible. And then we have Joe Biden running the White House. So the political re reality that we are in is we better get our act together as Republicans in the conference and get behind the person that has basically all of the votes except for five, right? Kevin McCarthy has all of them except five, and then make him speaker and hold him accountable to the public promises that he has made. I, I don't find this an issue at all. Let me, let me go to this. There's no one uh, in uh, politics that's more beloved by this audience than you. OK, this, this is you, this is your gang. And I'm grateful. Uh, and, I, and I have to tell you, I'm grateful for that. Very grateful. Well, I can tell you, but I can tell you in the chat rooms, they're saying nonstop all the time. MTG, do you trust him? Do you trust him when he's made a deal with you? Do you trust him with the direction what he tells you he's going to do? Is all this change that you've seen at the border and with Comer oh, and with goodness. Jordan? with MTG? So can you address them directly? Me, can you address this audience? Yes. Directly? Oh, my gosh. Yes. And thank you, Steve. I would love to address those questions. And first off, the, the War Room audience is the greatest. You're, the War Room posse is amazing, and, and I love every single one of them. And I understand those questions. Number one, I haven't made a deal with Kevin McCarthy. That's not how I'm going about this. I'm living in the political reality. And there's no way to elect a conservative speaker that we would all love right now. It's impossible. I'm telling you it's impossible because the votes to elect speaker only happen inside Congress. And I know what Congress is made of. I know the type of Democrats we have, and I know the type of Republicans we have. And it's impossible in that reality. And I'm talking about reality. I'm not talking about what I wish or fantasize or want. I'm talking about the reality we live in. And um, I haven't made a deal. And do I trust people? I'm going to tell you something. I don't trust anybody but God. That's the only person I trust. And But I'm, but I'm willing to hold people accountable and help achieve the things that they say publicly they're going to do. And that's how I look at this. And I believe if our Republican conference gets on board together and we all work together to do these things, get rid of the 87,000 IRS army, uh, secure the border, secure the border and, and hold Secretary Mayorkas accountable, impeach him. If he won't resign, impeach him. Kevin McCarthy has said he will do that. You know who else we need to go after? Merrick Garland. That is lining up. Jim Jordan is ready to go as chairman of the Judiciary Committee. We also need to impeach Joe Biden, and we can do that if we can investigate and fully blow open Hunter Biden's laptop and their bank account. And that's what we're ready to do. That's what the country needs. Congressman Green, can you hang on one second? Short commercial break. MTG, Con Congressman Marjorie Taylor Green joins us on the other side. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Natalie Winters, there's <clears throat> the money laundering aspect, and this is what shocks me, that they're, they're promoting this guy as just a very naive young man who was trying to really help the world and do all these great things, altruism and altruistic investing and all that, when it, obviously this is a money laundering operation, uh, and you can tell that people want to back off this. Right. And the Wall Street Journal, their, their framing of this was absolutely obscene because this is going to tie together Ukraine and a lot of other things going on. But what's shocking is that this has now reached all the way to Arizona and Katie Hobbs and Katie Hobbs is dirty because she's been taking dirty money forever. 
But how does this how does this actually reach into the governor's race? And this tells you they singled out Carrie Lake very early on as somebody they had to take down. Walk me through how how Katie Hobbs is connected to this. Sure. It seems like SBF's uh, life philosophy of effective altruism really only applies to keeping the establishment and the uniparty alive and in office when it comes to his political expenditures. And this story that we've just started looking into, but within about 20 minutes, I've already been able to amass, I think, some pretty damning evidence in terms of FTX and SBF's ties to the Arizona elections uh, is just another example of that. So there's a couple names here that are important to know. So Daisy Montoya um, is listed as the treasurer for the Protect Our Futures PAC. And this is a group that received $27 million um, from SBF to disperse for elections across the country. Now, Daisy Montoya, if you can read the FEC filings, you can see that she's actually based out of Arizona. Uh, No conspiracies, only coincidences. But what's really interesting about this individual is that she is, I would say, one of the the leading activists and consultant-type figures for sort of this dark money uh, movement in Arizona, particularly supporting left-wing causes. You can see in in her CV, her background, uh, any proposition that is aligned with Democrats, candidates, she is either on the consulting end or distributing money from a variety of PACs to support these endeavors. And now where this ties into Katie Hobbs Beyond the fact that J.C. Montoya is not only friends with Katie Hobbs on Facebook, but has repeatedly tweeted in support of her. If Denver wants to throw up some of those tweets that I sent over to them, uh, you can see her supporting her campaign rather publicly. Um, But one of the consulting entities that was in the top 10 in terms of money spent, in terms of recipients from the Hobbs campaign, was actually none other than Daisy's consulting firm, a firm known as Money Wheel LLC. Like I said, we're just starting to get into this story, um, but there's a lot of overlap in terms of supporting left-wing candidates and causes, um, individuals who are really integral to that movement in Arizona, and them being, again, listed as the treasurer, uh, the key financial operative in one of the largest, I would say, spends from SBF in terms of a $27 million pack. Um, that was then distributed to support. We haven't found any evidence that those funds were necessarily directly used to support Katie Hobbs yet, but the apparatus uh, of Katie Hobbs and similar candidates definitely benefited from these funds. Here, here's the thing. This is the most, this guy, SBF, is the mo- he's the young, new, rising Soros, right? And, and this company was just laundering money everywhere, pumping money. He's the second biggest outside of Soros in this cycle for Democrats. But here's the thing. You had Ducey had Hobbs in his office the other day, you know, shaking hands, having a cup of coffee, uh, even before it's been certified. There's so many problems with this election. It's actually uncertifiable. And I know Carrie Lake's already put her first shot across the bow in legal challenges. There's going to be many, many more. And what's going to come out about how this was um, run and how they didn't take the procedures manual. They just threw it out and ran it. They called audibles and ran it the way they wanted to run it to ensure that Kerry Lake would lose. This is the Republican establishment in bed with the worst elements of the far left. This is what phonies the McCain uh, operation is. Do see this entire crowd. Robeson, do see all of them. They're absolutely corrupt up to their eyeballs. It's all real estate deals, kickbacks, uh, this banking apparatus they got out here. And they would rather have a hard left uh, governor 
in Hobbs than have Kerry Lake. They would do anything to defeat Kerry Lake because they are the epitome of the Uniparty. This is far left radicals in this FB, SBF and the FTX money laundering operation in which you got the Murdochs and the Wall Street Journal saying, you know, and go to Steve Cortez's piece on it. You know, he's such an idealistic young man. He was really trying to save the world with this altruistic investing, and he just kind of got over his skis and really didn't have the right bookkeepers. That, that's essentially the story. Nothing could be further from the truth. This thing and the investigation are going to take place. You're going to see and it's tied to Ukraine. It's tied to the intelligence apparatus. Uh, it's tied to all the nefarious activities they've been doing. And I'm telling you, it's got also association with, guess what? The Chinese Communist Party. And this is not Natalie Winters and Steve Bannon. You know, our critics say, hey, they, under every bed, Bannon and Winters have got the CCP. Well, that's because their influence <laughs> is everywhere. Natalie, hang on for a second. I want to go also to Brazil. Uh, we got Matthew Tierma. I want you to hang on. I'm going to come back to you before we close. Matthew, um, the single biggest story about democracy and the second biggest story is what's happening in Arizona and how we have to sort this out. The biggest, though, is in Brazil. Uh, are we coming down to the climatic conclusion of this? Bolsonaro's put up that the thing was stolen. The, I guess the federal uh, judge has already come back and said, you don't have the receipts. You don't have it. These uh, these uh, rallies in the streets are big. Are the military going to step in here and get to the bottom of what happened in the election? Or are just the truckers and everybody is just going to peter out and Lula just rope-a-doped them and eventually is going to be uh, installed as uh, as an illegitimate president by the CCP and his other handlers in uh, in Brazil, sir. So after Christianity, the most important religion to Brazilians of every stripe is football, soccer. Brazil had their World Cup match and nobody left the streets. Everybody was still vociferously protesting. This is so much bigger. And, you know, you, you rightly say this is bigger than Bolsonaro. This is, and again, for clarity, Bolsonaro has an alleged fraud. Bolsonaro hasn't come out and said really anything except from after the final tabulation when he gave a press conference 72 hours after. And he said, we're going to follow the Constitution, exercise your right to protest if you believe uh, it is warranted. Uh, and he has allowed others as he should. He is not giving them the rope to hang him uh, with. Uh, and the party, and we've discussed this, the party of which he has aligned in his political career, uh, they're a very powerful apparatus led by a guy named Valdemar de Neto. Valdemar de Neto was the one behind this, uh, this audit of the tabulation where they said, look, the machines from certain uh, production runs are unauditable and look fishy, but you will not give us the TSC, the subsidiary electoral court to the Supreme Court, who administers and oversees the election, would not participate in the military audit or the uh, demand for audit from the political party. They wouldn't give the machines. They wouldn't give the source code. They wouldn't give the, the de detailed tabulation, uh, you know, drop by drop. In fact, they even took it off the website as forensic auditors like the guys I've been working with internationally to analyze and started analyzing the public data, they took it off for three days to scrub it and then put it back on. So the whole society knows that something is rotten here. And what's interesting is if you have all the support for Lula, 50, 51 percent, 52 percent, maybe it's 47 percent, where are his supporters, right? Leftist activists with their hammers and sickles and Marxist flags and big five-pointed stars, they usually are pretty vociferous and are out there marching. 
There's none of that. There are no counter protests. There's nobody there. This whole thing has been an information op to set up this ballot dump steal mechanism that they've created with the machines, with the right people in the court that are all Lula, Dilma, and Temer. Hang hold on. It's slow down because they had protesters in Mexico City at Mexico City CPAC when Eduardo, I spoke, Eduardo Posobic. They had a thousand protesters there with hammer and sickle. This is you yeah. brought up something that 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 the dog didn't bark. These guys yeah. are the experts in the world from Antifa all of them getting people in the streets. It's crickets on their side. Why is that? In, in Brazil, you're not seeing it. You've got the AstroTurf gang in Mexico City, but in New York, we had Brazilian protesters wearing you know the yellow, blue, and green the Brazil flag, uh, going after the the judges who were in that event we discussed in New York, which is insane that they went to talk. The communist judges went to talk about how they saved Brazilian democracy, uh, and you had thousands in Times Square praying, protesting. You had them on 44th Street outside the Harvard Club, and they have to go to Mexico City to find Mexican. AstroTurf protesters, and they're they're holding with Antifa, they're hammer and sickles, and they're Soviet plaques, and pictures of Lula. I mean, it's like, me thinks the lady doth protest too much. They're admitting that Lula is a hardcore communist working with global sort of Marxist proletariat of the world, unite and, and march, blah, blah, blah. In Brazil, they're absent. They're not there. There are no counter-protests. There's no skirmishes. The military just said... If you're going to protest, protest around the barracks. That's another heads up, another Q, C-U-E, not Q for some of our wackier followers, not the letter Q, but a Q to go in front of the barracks and make that your sort of uh, locus of protesting. The military is going to be taking action. Valdemar Donato, going back to this key point, unleashed this uh, this uh, paper and this petition to the court, which the court immediately turned around and said, you don't have it. Give us the first round as well. Oh, you don't have that within 24 hours? We're fining you 22 million rias, so about four and a half million bucks. And we're now putting the head of the political party, Valdemar Donato, on our criminal target list on the fake news investigation, which is the fig leaf investigation they've been putting journalists on. They've been attacking and censoring uh, Bolsonaro tied congressmen, imprisoning people like journalists. And so Valdemar Donato is now on their fake news criminal investigation snare. And that's crossing a Rubicon. Valdemar Donato, it's not like our party heads that rotate in every four years. He is an old guard Brazilian politico who is very well respected, even if you disagree with him. He's been around for generations. And they just attacked one of the senior political leaders. This is not Bolsonaro. This is not a flash in the pan populist politics like they want to paint it. This an establishment guy who runs the party that Bolsonaro and his people have aligned with the last two cycles. And now he's on a criminal uh, investigation target list. That's crossing the Rubicon. The military is giving cues that they're going to take action. There's still time. December 19th is the Lula certification. And in theory, he gets seated right after the new year. That gives a lot of time. And I think the military is moving forward. Now, the court's not taking this line down. They're using every diktat that they can weaponize, including they're now revoking passports. They just revoked Alan Dos Santos' passport. He's the uh, Brazilian journalist who's in exile in the U.S. They revoked his passport, so now he's nationalist. And they've also suspended issuing new passports, as if to say, hey, you think you may escape. You're not escaping. And they have no what, reason. Uh, what, 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 what are the cues from the military that you think or signaling that they may intervene here, sir. The big one was last Friday. General Morrow, who's also a vice president, a very high-ranking general and politico, uh, he said, and this is a very well-respected guy, that the Constitution is being eviscerated by the court. I'm paraphrasing. But as I said on your show the other day, that's not a, unilater- a unilateral act when a senior general who has high political office says that. That means that there's buy-in across the military. Now, we don't know if it's, uh, you know, if they're moving in lockstep. If the military is a large 
organ, but they need all the cover they can to invoke Article 142 in the Brazilian Constitution, which you and I have discussed, which is the, the clause that says when there's disputes between the separated powers, the, say the judiciary, the executive and the legislature, when there's a total breakdown in society, it is up to the military to restore order. Remember those words, order me progresso, order and progress. It's on the Brazilian flag. It's in the Brazilian Constitution. And the faith of the people is in the military to restore order, to get them back on track toward progress. It ain't going to be the Supreme Court, which has no mandate and has totally lost trust from everybody. Even some lefty journalists are saying it's too far. So over the next week, I think we're going to see some bigger and bigger movements out of the military taking action. And I don't know what that people going to look like. Where, where do people follow you on social media? At Matthew Tierman, M-E-T-T-H-E-W-T-Y-R-M-A-N-D. And of course, on War Room, Steve. You've been putting it up uh, daily, so everybody's got to go watch. CDM.press, CDM. Uh, Todd Wood's site. Uh, we're going to run out another article and another forensic audit of the uh, of the electoral results, looking at previous previous cycles to see how they differ. When, when's that going to be? When's that going to come up? Uh, be about the up? team of voters who do the Benford's curve analysis over the last the first two rounds. They, they're working on it right now, hoping to have it up in the next you know two to three days. Okay, fine. Monday or Tuesday. Okay, Matthew, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here. Like short break, Natalie Winters rejoins us after a short break here in the world. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay. Uh, Turning Point USA. TPUSA.com slash war room. Make sure you go there. There's a huge gathering uh, in Metro Phoenix, uh, December 17th through the 20th. Uh, Tucker Carlson is going to be there. Candace Owens, myself. Uh, of course, Jack Basovic and Charlie Kirk and many, many, many others. Darren Beatty, we're going to bring the entire team out there uh, for America Fest. It's going to be incredible. We want everybody to attend. This is going to kind of kick us, summarize 2022, but really get ready to fire up the football for 2023. That is uh, 17 to 20 December in Metro Phoenix. Make sure you go to TPUSA dot com slash bannon to our slash war room excuse me to get there and you get also the charlie kirk book the college scam half price check it out mypillow.com promo code war 90 percent off we got the massive inventory sale you've seen black friday sales before you've never seen anything like this so make sure that you go there to uh mypillow.com promo code war remember there was a study done the other day i think it was up on reuters the number one thing people want in the country is a good night's sleep Right. This is a gift you can give them. Give them the gift of a good night's sleep. Let them sleep the sleep of the just on a MyPillow product. Okay, go check it out. Natalie, so we're going to we're going to come full circle from the beginning of the show. I've been kind of doing this recently. I kind of like it. I think it just kind of fall into it. But we talked about the grind and how we have to be maniacally focused right on task and purpose. And I just want everybody to know, like, we don't let people get free shots on gold. We're not going to get free shots on gold here. It's not going to happen. Natalie, in Politico already, they talk about the apparatus that is being set up by some very sophisticated, well-funded people. You see this SBF, FTX, all the money they laundered through 
uh, into the 2022 campaign to put these radical Democrats uh, so they could be competitive, and particularly what they're trying to do to Kerry Lake in Arizona. They're not just going to sit there and let uh, the Natalie Winters of the world and the uh, and the MTGs of the world and the Republican House and the Ron Johnson and Senate take free shots on uh, in these investigations, which are going to be so important, whether it's Hunter Biden's laptop or Fauci in Wuhan. We saw Fauci play the rope-a-dope the other day. Talk to us about what they're setting up, the gauntlet that we are going to have to run, Natalie Winters. Sure. Well, I think we really got to the uh, signal, not the noise yesterday at the end of the show when we were talking about how these investigations really pose an an existential threat to the ruling ideology, the ruling class that upholds globalism, right? This economic model that is epitomized by the crisis that was COVID-19. So the, I would say, very ironically named uh, group, the Congressional Integrity Project, CIP for short, uh, was recently launched as sort of a, a war room operation to help defend really the Biden family from these forthcoming congressional investigations. It's sort of an external advisory body, um, which I think really shows you the fear in their eyes. I think they could probably use a few my pillows because I don't think they're getting very good sleep at night because they're up scared. They're worrying about what these investigations are going to uncover. And it's, of course, no coincidence that a lot of the people that they're roping in to kind of help circle the wagons to defend the Biden family really, I would say, are our mainstays um, of the establishment of the globalist ruling class. We have a story up today um, on the War Room site that details one of the individuals leading this effort, an individual by the name of Leslie Dock. This is someone who not only worked for Walmart, specifically their China operations, he's taken subsidized trips to China from various Chinese Communist Party funded foreign influence groups. You have an individual who's on the board of the New Venture Fund, which really is kind of the leading dark money group that's funded by George Soros. Um, So it's just a perfect example of of some of these swampy type figures, really, I would say, serving as a sort of PR agency for the Biden family. But frankly, my personal favorite uh, on this whole story is that Leslie Dock, again, one of the leaders of the Congressional Integrity Project, his son, believe it or not, uh, you know, history, I guess, tends to repeat itself. Um, his son was actually embroiled in a scandal back in 2012 for soliciting prostitutes in Colombia while working as uh, on the Obama advance team. Um, and there was a whole controversy that the Washington Post even reported that the Obama administration pressured the DHS to not release those findings until after the election, scared that it would obviously kind of taint or hurt the campaign. Um, and there's a whole investigation into it. Um, believe it or not, he was later promoted to work on a, a female a kind of empowerment initiative at the State Department after this whole incident. So it was just a perfect example of, of corruption uh, within the Democratic Party. And these are now the people that are leading the charge um, to defend the, the Biden family. So good luck to them, because we will stop at nothing. I have the hard drive uh, in my proximity, and I will be continuing to go through it, finding many more stories and business dealings. Uh, that really, I think, get to the heart, the core, I would say the soul, but I don't think they have one, um, of the globalist American empire uh, that is going to be exposed in these congressional investigations. They've got David Brock. I mean, they're, they're, the, the, the tell here is they're bringing in the biggest guns they've got, the smartest guns they've got, the nastiest guns they've got. They, they understand that this is um, – there's not it's not bridgeable here. Like I said – Natalie Winters, other investigators, the House staffs they're putting together, they're not going to stop. 
and uh, and and they realize that they they have they have to defend this. They have to defend Hunter Biden, the whole Biden crime family, Fauci, the biomedical security state, uh, the all the money laundering, the national security state. You you realize, Natalie, and you see this article that they've got they're bringing out the biggest guns they've got and they're going to have the most money to do this. Correct. Yeah, I think that's the the funniest thing of this whole Politico piece. I was reading it and just the tone of it is so aggressive. I think it's it's a tone that you don't (laughs) usually hear from Politico. Right. Not only do they describe it as this multimillion dollar campaign buy, but this is a direct quote. One of the founders says, we will exploit every tactic available. It's not enough to wait and see what they're going to do and how far they're going to go. They're going to have rapid response teams, investigative researchers, pollsters, and eventually a paid media campaign. Uh, for, for people who think that the you know House GOP majority is so incompetent and that Hunter Biden did nothing wrong and that these business deals don't matter and that Anthony Fauci is a premier public servant, they seem pretty scared to me. <laughs> exactly. Information <laughs> warfare is best. Natalie, how do people get to you over the weekend before we get back? Natalie G. Winters on all platforms. Natalie, thank you. Thank you for taking your holiday weekend to be on. Okay, and all the staff at War Room and Real America's Voice want to thank you for doing this over the next, next week. Back 10 live on Monday morning, but up on Getter all weekend, maybe even a couple of live chats and live streams. Check it out. <laughs> 